And you're listening to Ivovo by Mbuso Koza, and he is our guest for this morning. We're talking, we're taking a look at it at our Africa Unlocked segment, and we're talking about, in particular, Africa Day. Ndata Koza, good morning to you. Thanks for your time today. Uh, thank you so much uh, for having me and to the listeners of SAFM. It's, it's a pleasure to have you on the show, <laughs> and, and you know, you would have seen, of course, this entire month, um, different kinds of conversations uh, being had in commemoration and in honor of Africa Day and in the build-up to Africa Day. As somebody who is a historian and who has a particular passion about the continent, I wonder what some of your big reflections have been over the last month about where we are as as a continent and um, just, uh, you know, some of the challenges that you think we still face? I think the, the, the main challenge with us uh, Africans is to live a memorized life. Because you can't every year uh, you go and sit and just talk about how Africans came about. Mm. But there are no lessons that we can take uh, that can enhance our thinking as Africans. Where are we going? Because the reason we are so depressed as a nation, it, it, it's a blockage in terms of the vision uh, on, on where we are going and where we, we, we come from. So I think that's where the problem is. We may uh, wear all these colorful uh, dresses and, and, and African shirts, but if what is inside in our metaphysics does not amount to how we handle our challenges as Africans, then we are going nowhere. Mm. This enhanced thinking that you are speaking about, right? Yes. How do we? Uh, how do we? Yes. How do we do that when? And and this is just an observation from yes. from, from, from me. So you you can weigh in. But there seems to be such a, a leadership deficit in terms of the collective vision and the collective pursuit of Africa yeah. as a continent that part of what we see even happening in individual countries becomes a translation of that lack of vision, lack of commonality. And and, and, and it's hard then to, 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 to leverage on those insights that have been learned because we have different sectors of society almost pulling in, in all sorts of directions, and there isn't that one force that, that brings it all together, which is what leaders are supposed to do. Mm, 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 mm. Because the reason the Africa Day is so significant is because I think in 1963, if I'm not mistaken, in Addis Ababa, there was a meeting of African countries who were working so hard, you know, to get out of the clause of colonialism. But now, later, when African states are achieving these uh, democracies, th there is no sense of unity later to say, hey, we met in, 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 in uh, Ghana, in Accra, the first meeting under Obama, a uh, new president of that time, I think it was Lumumba, they were talking about this Africa thing. And then later the meeting was held in 1953 
in um, Addis Ababa. But these countries would, would gather. But in the modern day, my question is, are we seen gathering, discussing the same issues where things could have gone wrong? Because Africa as a whole is in shambles because we don't even understand Swahili. We can't even speak Swahili. You know, so which language, therefore, in the in, in, at a later stage, that will unify us? Because umzul, language university but we are all Africans. I think Africa Day should be about teaching us just that, not just these colorful shirts and we dance and we sing. And so what? Later, after we've danced and sang. The, the issue of language is a big one for a continent yes. like ours um, because there are so many different languages and even variations of, of languages. Yes. And what, what, is, what is your idea? I mean, are you saying that there must be one language that is spoken by everybody on the continent? I think the diversity is, is beautiful. Mm. However, we must have one thing as Africans that is a unifying factor. And we don't have it. You know, because when you check, even in Okuzani Swahili, you find Kosa words, you find Zulu words, you find uh, some Sutu words. So if we were to research that language further and its origins and its etymologies, how the dialects work, semantic applicabilities of the words from where, why, why is it pronounced like that? And then we will have something to show for. The gold is gone, diamonds are gone. But we have one thing in our hands, culture. If we were to reflect deep on who we are, I think each time the following year we are commemorating this day, we will have different themes. And the themes that will involve communities, involve young people, students, to know more about who they are. And when we make talking about that, we should stop clarifying our uh, African leaders, we should scrutinize, analyze where they've gone wrong themselves too, so that we're able to correct our, uh, I mean, uh, our journey as Africans. It's a similar thing with how we connect with our ancestors. We're killing animals every weekend, but we're still dangerous. We have nothing. Instead, we are fighting against one another because we have never made time to take a look at our metaphysics. What constitutes your culture. Who are you? What are the laws constituting your culture in connection to nature? Nothing. We just go around giving people money, giving people money and claim it's an African culture. So we need to get deeper and peek in the present so that the other eye will keep on glancing uh, to, to, uh, to the past, taking lessons. So, so Mr. Koza, part of what you're saying then is that yes. as far as you're concerned, We've lost the the essence of of what makes us African. That we are not essentially in touch with that. Exactly, and there are reasons to that. If you you go back, there was a a culture called the hunters' culture. Everyone in the community was an expert in on how to make a living. You go, you plant your 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 your, your, your seeds, you get food. You go to the bush, you communicate with the nature, you know how, which animals uh, to be eaten and when is the hunting spree. There were even songs, you know, during the preparation of, of those ceremonies so that people can eat. 
But later, we, we, we faced a, another culture called the Agrilian culture, where people started to dance for the rain, others went to the church, they believed that they have a, a creator. Uh, and then later, today, we are living in an, an industrial culture. So now, industrial culture, it forces you to look down upon the nuances of your culture as long as you will get money. So we are faced with that problem now. Mm -hmm. So if we were to sit down and study our history, study these different cultures and evolutions, and then we will get our place in the modern day because if you chat today, there is no place for our culture. Right. It's even worse now that we have COVID. You, know, you can't... Yeah. Yeah. We're going to continue the conversation, Mr. Kozai, in a moment. It's 11.30. Dineo Mutawungi is standing by with the headlines. Hashtag SFM Talking Point. We are looking at Africa Unlocked and also marking, reflecting on the fact that we marked Africa Day. Mbuso Koza is a historian. He's also an award-winning vocalist and songwriter, somebody who's generally very passionate about, you know, the role that um, he can play in terms of bringing awareness of who we are as Africans. And, and you know, um, Mr. Koza, this this idea of being an African, right, yeah. it's one that we find is means different things to different people, especially in the modern age that, that we live in. And it's sometimes hard to express exactly what that is. For you... Yeah. I want you to describe for me and, and, and for our audience this morning what being African means to you and what this idea of a collective, of the commonalities that we have, what those commonalities of culture even are as Africans. Um, how, if I were to define being an African, there are laws if you check our culture throughout the continent, there are laws that constitute our culture in order for it to become a spiritual constitution. It starts at an early stage when the baby is born. Today we go to hospitals. There are no mothers in the community that will help you as a woman to bring a child to this world and pray for the child as you are suffering from the labor pains. Ubuntu, kindness. Uh, we have cultures that will help someone who is not even employed at that time to not look poor in the community. That is gone. We have histories that have managed to become prayers of our nation. Today we are praying to the gods of, of Europe. So, being an African means Ubuntu, Ugluna, and looking out for others. Now, this is why we have even cultures or traditions at Uksisa, so that when your neighbor is, is relative of something, today we can't even practice those cultures. Imagine if we had to understand the metaphysics of our culture, for instance, in the olden days, when you get into a, 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 a Nguli heart, 
that's why you are cooking your food. When you're taking food down, you're taking to Msamo, where the food will be prepared. But we have no understanding of that. We think Msamo is something where you take him up and you burn it and you speak to your ancestors. No, it's a place where you put food for your family. Umsamo. You know. So all I'm saying is we should stop following hype and and, and, and unfounded beliefs. We need to understand why we were doing what we we did culturally in the modern day uh, in contrast to what is happening today. So imagine the culture of Terena culture um, if we were to do at an international level now, we always sharing African knowledge, talking about our forefathers, the lessons that you can take from them with a view to the future. We don't have that. We only have shirts and animal skins to show for. One of the things that you've been able to do so well is yes. through... Um, through our history, particularly traditional songs and and, yeah. and traditional hymns, you have been able to explain and bring audiences in to help yeah. us understand the origins of the, this music and <laughs> the fact that contained in this music is also messages, lessons about life and um, mm. Sometimes even about where we where we come from in a particular community. Uh, talk to me a little bit about that. I think it's one of the things that we've lost. If we were to talk about Africa Month, uh, all of those uh, um, styles are gone mm. because when we were introduced to Himnodi. Uh, after these colonial battles, we started to go to churches. We started to read a hymn book that has a notated music, not a natural music, a tempered music. Because there's something in the music um, uh, when you're talking about the scales. So now, um, that's, that kind of a pitch is tempered with, they call it a tempered pitch because from Ukoke Makaya, when Ukoke, hey, oh yeah, yeah, and then you say, that is off. Uh, what does the magic scale say? So you can't sing the way you used to if you go to church when you are reading that hymn book. It means you keep on forgetting about who you are. You keep on relinquishing who you are spiritually, psychologically. This is why I took a decision, therefore, to say, um, let me revive the music called Amahubo. Amahubo, I know they are confused with what King David was trying to do when he would fight battles and kill people and go back to God and, 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 and write his poems. And those who translated the Bible, they said those were Amahubo. Again, when you go to the etymology of the word Sam, it goes to Latin, Greek, ancient Greek, Shalmito, Dawi, meaning it's an instrumental music. Psalms of David are an instrumental music, not Amahubo, simply because, according to the etymology of the word, uh, King David used to play a harp. Who was playing a harp in the battlefield when uh, uh, Angoni people were fighting the, the, I mean, the colonial uh, system? So what I'm saying is Amahubo is the kind of music that is used to document uh, the history of the family. It is used 
as a prayer of the family and of the nation. It is also used as a scroll of the family. This is why one day in South Africa will need to reconsider the, the, the national anthem so that we can hear Mikoroto and we hear Uhobela in a national anthem and all the challenges that we face mm. and the prayers, our wishes as a country, we, they need to be heard uh, in this national anthem. We need to hear the names of our forefathers in that hymn. We need to hear about Sikukune. We need to hear about uh, King Mushuesho. The, the, the most intellectual king. We need to hear about King Shada in this. All the kings, just bit by bit when you arrange a song. And then a Sutupati comes in, Isikosa comes in, Sipedi comes in. I mean, in the space of a four minutes, if we are creative, we can have a national anthem that captures our nuances. Is it something that you've you've ever thought about working on? I'm busy researching now because I, I, I started an institute called Musukosa Institute for Culture and Heritage. I am busy um, at this stage fundraising for it because um, in our country we have a problem. Heritage is not supported. Mm. So I'm selling my USBs. Um, uh, on the tra- on the 19th of uh, June, I will be uh, performing at uh, State Theatre, fundraising for this center, so that I can build it with my blood and sweat, so that the youth that is coming after me will always be reminded of what I did for our heritage. Oh, that's absolutely beautiful. I want to go to Ntlantlangidi in Mthabatini. Good morning. Yes, hey, hi, Kitty. How are you? I'm all right, thank you. All right, Sanbonam Katim Jani. Because I'm scoring a showmover. Yeah, Mkatim, you know what? You got me. I don't even know where to start now. But first of all, I need to say you're such a great man. I've been in one of your shows, a music show, in the place of Kwango Noti. I think it's called Pen African. What is it? Pen African. Oh, it was in the picture. It was in the uh, you, you, you saw, uh, you are like a, a holistic African, really. Because what is just said, uh, I didn't know that you could be in politics as well, because the way you are articulating <laughs> uh, the African day and uh, what it means, uh, I don't know, you are everything. You are, you are a politician, an artist. Yeah, I really, you, you are no, holistic thank you so much. Yeah, yeah. Um, on the African day, I mean, really, you've said a lot. There's not much I can say. I mean, it's just that, yeah, Africa day, the relevance. Mm-hmm. Hello, Ntlantla? Seems like it's a network problem. All right, yeah, it looks like we've lost Ntlantla there. Sorry, sorry about that, Ntlantla. Uh, let me go to Sabelo and Peter Marisberg. Hello, Sabelo. Good morning, Kathy and uh, Umboso. Um, I would like your guest, Kate, to touch on the the need for a culture to evolve with time. Um, you know, the other day I was thinking, Uchi, you know, when 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 a cultural practice is done or umkuba is done at home, and yeah. they, and the kid would come and ask why, and the question would be, no, my father used to do it like this, mm. or we we the teachers <laughs> or we the callers we do it like this. Um, I'm, I'm, I'm saying I'm, I want to guess opinion on this because, um, you know, in order in order for us as Africans to interact with other nations and and and, and people outside of our cultural practices, 
we need to really understand the why, because my belief is that the culture is a mm. coded uh, system of practices and all of those things. But the main objective is to is for the well-being of the people to prolong yeah. life and to create wealth. Mm. So if if whatever practice if it doesn't satisfy those three, there could be more uh, criteria. Then one should ask themselves uh, why exactly should we still do it like this? Um, your guest also touched earlier on on the connection of people and the land. Um, let me just say nature in general, mm, um, yes. because lots of lots of ills and lots of diseases that we have today are as a result of that. We 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 see uh, land as just a pile of dirt or something like that. But if you look at our culture and our practices, there was really this deep deep connection between the people and the land and everything that comes from the land. Thank you, Katie. Thank you very much. Uh, good so, luck. So, 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 Sabelo, just before you go, because... Wow. Sabelo, are you still there? I am, Katie. Okay. I, I, I just wanted to to explore what you're saying because this idea of, of culture evolving, where do you think that this leaves our generation? Because what Mbuso is talking about, the fact that there's so much that has been lost, it's as a result of circumstances, how life has happened, right? We, uh, because of all of these different things that have been happening in the country over a period of time, there hasn't been that level of investment even in us as individuals to be able to continue keeping alive many of these cultures so where do where do we even begin um where you have a generation that has lost touch with the essence of of part of what mbuso is talking about i think Kathy, uh, obviously i was hoping my my guest because he's is is in the i can call him an expert in this field he would come in but but just my my thinking here Kathy, is that um what you have, what you have between between the older generations and the and the and the, and the new generation is that um, there's been a failure by the old generation to uh, re, to put reason behind what is done and how that is for the good of the people, and the new generation has also failed to come back with the results. If they say, no, 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 we are abandoning these ways of doing things, I'm going to come back to an example now. If we are abandoning this way of doing things, here are the results for the older generation to buy in and say, okay, uh, what you're doing is cool. Let me make an, let, let me, let me make an example, Kathy, of in the, the cultural practice of Usolo Wesendombi. Um, what what in, in English, even though maybe it's not a right term, they call it virginity testing. Uh, I, I believe the, the, the intention behind that was to say, because for any species or for anything that lives, God, is, God or, or the mighty powers have put it in that you will reproduce, because that's the only way you will survive. You must reproduce. But in that reproduction process, um, one needs to be careful because the, 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 the seed or whatever comes out of that, if it's not properly nurtured and things like those, then things just go astray. So if, if, if the older generation are saying, uh, no, 
uh, you you uh, maidens must go and be tested for virginity every year and go to Umtara. And they say, uh, but why must we go there? Uh, and the and the older generation cannot back that up. Now the, the new the, the, the young ones, um, there's there's uh, uncontrolled pregnancies and all of those things. So the old and the new cannot meet each other in between and extend to the and and, and reconcile mm-hmm. why we should move in this direction or the other. Look, I'm not going to try to 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 justify myself further because I don't think I'm 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 learned enough in this. But that's just my take. Uh, thank right. you very much. No, I I hear you loud and clear, Sabelo. I hear what you're saying. So, uh, an inability to really be able to sit down and help people understand where some of these practices practices are coming from and the role more broadly. Um, that that they are meant to play in in society. That's what I heard uh, Savelo saying. Mm. Mike Mike in Middleburg. Good morning. Morning, Katie and your guest. And thanks for taking my call. <clears throat> Katie, Africa is the richest place, but Africans are the poorest race. And to me, it's just a disgrace. I'm quoting from the song title. Not gonna give it up. Uh, by the late great Peter Tosh from the album Mama Africa. And it's not like um, these resources we are blessed with as the continent have been depleted. No, we still have them. All we need is just a quick turnaround in terms of leadership, you know, to really um, utilize these resources to the benefit of the continent in its entirety. I want Mkatini to comment on that one. Thank you so much. All right. Thanks for that call, Mike. And Dr. Koza? Yes. Let me start with uh, my... Maybe you will have to repeat what the brother just said because he was cutting uh, a bit. Uh, but I wish to start by commenting on the first caller from Peter Maris Beck. Is still there? Yes. Yes, I am. So I love uh, what you touched on about the evolution of the culture. Because you have people who are calling themselves purists. Cultures like this, our forefathers did what they did for us. And if we change it, we shall encounter uh, misfortunes, etc. But now we forget that it's us who are creating those spirits. If culture is a, a, a manifestation of human intellectuality being passed down from that generation to this generation, we may be maybe, uh, invited to think more about a distinction between culture and, and history. History comes in as a recorder of events, and then later cultures are born. So it means us, a new generation, we are at liberty to analyze the reasons behind those cultures and discontinue them if, if they're no longer applicable to our daily lives. Because the reason we are always a commemorating and a celebrating nation and then daily basis you're consuming uh, English culture, it is because we don't reflect deep uh, on who we are. There's no way that even in the modern days we are still relying on animals to get blessings instead of changing the way we think. Yeah, Yeah. you you know, part of what Mike was also saying is is about how we are the richest continent on earth, 
and yet um you know we still are a, a relatively poor continent that we have uh, the majority of our people still living in, in poverty and in squalor it's it's because of of these cultural nuances i'll make an example from where i was born when white people I mean, came to the Zululand, some of our forefathers would call colonizers Onk Osana and give them land. Uh, and then they would get trousers and shamboks and sometimes uh, sunglasses and mirrors. You know, we had to shock up for that history. But it's not like everything was taken forcefully. It means now part of our problem today, they stem from how we handled the previous challenges so that we think differently. You, you can't sit here and, 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 and complain about how rich our, our, our continent is, but when we hate ourselves, when we hate our culture, because even today we were, we were to be given the land, given all these uh, resources, we will be fighting over them, black on black. It means the biggest job now is for Africans to fall in love with what they see in the mirror. And then we navigate through who we are. But if we jump on a, politi- a political weapon, you jump on a religious weapon, we're not going to catch anywhere. Let's just remove everything and be Africans and start to think like Africans and think for Africa, mm-hmm. not for ourselves. Okay. Let me go to Dumile in East London. Good morning, Dumile. I hope you are well. Uh, yes. Good morning to Mr. Muso Kozene. Uh, you know, I, I wanted to touch first on the issue of Torenisa Solitido. <laughs> you know, I want to say that uh, the, 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 those things, it's not things that really came from white people. Because sometimes we like to credit white people for things that they didn't do. Uh, maybe it's because we are very detached from our own stuff. Because, for instance... Uh, the white people who developed Rome and, and the Latin world and all those worlds, all those things, they learned them from Egypt. But we have somehow forgotten them. But we still have remnants because nothing really disappears from, from Earth. If you look at the patterns that we all use, and the crossers, the vendors, and all of these ones, those are called divine patterns. You know, if you go to, to statistics, for instance, there's a formula they like to put in, 1.618. That is a divine formula of how things grow in nature. But these things, we give them names, like they are Fibonacci, Fibonacci spirals, but uh, Fibonacci didn't develop anything. It's the same as coffee. We call coffee Arabica, but coffee started in Ethiopia. In fact, it was developed in Ethiopia. So until the day that we, we learn to define what is our own and know what is our own, so that we can have that connection, that plant, you know, plants have this thing they call the mycelium root, that white thing that grows under the soil. It doesn't matter which tree grows from where, but if they are connected with that mycelium white thing, they connect. If the other plant is sick, the other one knows that the other plant is sick, and then it knows how to heal it because they communicate via that mycelium root. So the issue of language becomes uh, unnecessary. We don't have to change the languages because nature itself is, is divinely beautiful in that difference. But like the, the, the process, we need to love ourselves. The first thing is, is, is in loving ourselves, you know, because if you look at Ukadomutwa pointed out that uh, in his book, Indaba, My Children, there are so many Latin words that come from our words. Because in all, in all honesty, most of these other nations, they didn't know how to speak or how to do certain things. So we were the ones to, to, to teach them language, mathematics, and all these things. 
if you look at the, there's a guy called Idilitskanin who developed Florida Castle. Florida Castle was built using what you call now the Star of David, what the Jewish, the so-called Jews use as their symbol, which is not theirs because Haile Selassie from the Rastafarian movement always has that star. In, in all his poses, he has that star as pose in his in his hand. Now that star, the so-called Jewish star, that star was used to develop a certain machine that machine nullified the weight of stone. How pyramids were built, it was not true slaves. We had built all those, all that information is there. We built the pyramids using exactly that machine. That machine can nullify the, the weight of stones. You can, the same thing that E.D. Litzkanin did with the uh, the Castle without any help from anyone, but just from using that same knowledge to develop the same place. Mean, so we need to start yeah. learning our our own things. Yes, yes. You, you know, and Emile, that's all I wanted to say. Part of what's coming up as you're speaking is the contested nature of of history in and of itself, right? Because there'll be yeah. some people who will call in and, and disagree with what what you have said. And yes, and, 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 and I wonder the, the role of that even mm-hmm. in, in, in the fragmentation of, of culture in and of itself, which is why you end up finding a lot of people that just throw in the towel because yeah. it, it seems like too much to try and, yeah. and and clear up that you know you yeah. read one yeah. book you get one version you read something else you get another version there's no yeah. consensus about what actually um is 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 part of the origin sometimes of the yeah. things that and, we have embraced and, as culture yeah and and, and you know what like the, the, the sad thing is that when you don't take care of your own narrative after some certain long of time when there's too much layers, then people have this problem that you mentioned. They find it hard to believe certain things. For instance, now we know in Egypt, the statues that are there are statues of our own people. But for some reason, if you look at documentaries at National Geographic, you see the you see the statues being turned some kind of, with some lightness being made to the white. But none of us are there to defend those things. If those things are being done to Jewish culture, Jews will be defending those things with tooth and nails. But for us, we watch like the same example I'm making of coffee. All of right. course, we are so happy to say coffee is Arabica, but we know it's not. It's an Ethiopian, you know, stuff. Yeah. All the literature the, the points, but also, we don't defend it. Uh, yeah, but, I've, so. I've, I've heard the same being said recently mm. around chocolate. Um, yes. Yeah, yeah, but, yeah. So it's, it, it's our failures. I don't know whether it's, 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 it's self-hate or we fear mm. these other races too much or what what's the problem. But oh, yeah, right. until we get to that source of the problem. So that people can know who they are, their greatness. Then we start communicating from a level of greatness, not from the noise of who we are poor, we are living in shacks and all, because that's lower level thinking. But on a higher level thinking, then we can connect much better. All right, Dumile, you know? let's leave it All right, there. thanks a lot. All Aisha right, Uppington. Hello, Aisha. Morning, Kathy. I have yes. symptoms for you. Don't do that, man. <laughs> Aisha, I didn't have a voice. I, I can't come on air when I don't have a voice. Hello. <laughs> okay. I couldn't agree with your guest more. I'd just like to bring it down to normal people's level. Culture is your being and your doing. Your everyday doings and your beings. And for the youth, I, I want to tell you that your way out of poverty is to Go back home, exactly like the speaker said, research, study your your, your cultural group practices, and that that will be your key 
And about culture evolving, I will give a practical example of that um, Indibella artist, right? The one that painted B&W, what's her name? Uh, Dr. Esther Masangu. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Now you can use culture for your uh, um, uh, career. But you first have to know who you are and the ways of doing and being. That's all I want to say, Kathy. All right, all right, Aisha, thanks for that call. Look, a lot of it centers on self-love, self-awareness. And, and uh, you know, Ntatimbu, so I'm going to ask you just to, to wrap up on that note because it seems to be one of the things that we struggle with and, and that is where we gain our confidence as, as individuals. What's your... What's your what, so what's so your I'm wish? saying the, the, the struggle for self-love. Um, oh, yeah. that, that it's come up so much in the op- in the calls that people have been saying, you know, you've got to begin with, with loving, appreciating yourself as an African. Uh, it's an issue of consciousness more than anything because if consciousness is, is a state of being aware and response to the environment, the first question would be, how did my forefathers got here? What were their traditions? What is it that I would be proud of when I think back of my forefathers with the view to the future? Because coming back to the evolution of culture, when our forefathers left Central Africa, it's not the same culture as they were practicing today. So it means we can really look at our culture and see how we can use it. I love the comment of the last caller when she was talking about you can make a career out of your culture. I did the same when I started to research. I'm, a hobo. I'm now a writer on one of the biggest newspapers. And I also teach, uh, even in universities, I have a, 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 an MOU with Ilokuzana, Izuland uh, University, because of the similar thing uh, the lady was talking about. So I think today we just need to look at our wealth in terms of culture right. and say, how can we turn our culture into a subject of a daily consumption? Mbuso Koza, we're going to leave it there for this morning. Historian and also award-winning vocalist and songwriter. That's where we leave it for today on The Talking Point. Up next, the update at noon with Sakina Kamwendo. Sakina, good afternoon.